Instead of like a being a like, doomsday uh, prepper, I feel like Val is like a frontiers prepper. <laughs> like she's gonna go all the way back. The I funny watched thing is, God Love and I'm like, I could totally live back. <laughs> you would be, I'll tell you what, every guy would want you. <laughs> In the Wild West, you're like the dream. Just gr- give Val some gingham and let her go. And she's like, there's a gun there. And you're like, I can take care of myself. <laughs> like, she's a good I'm woman. She'll protect the homestead. I'll be back in just a couple of weeks. rabbits with her hand she's cannon. Just tilling corn. Val is basically Renell Zellweger's character. In Cold in Mountain. Cold Mountain. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. That was a compliment. Well, thank you. I was complimenting you. Well, she hasn't seen the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she was unsure. She's great. It's a compliment. Big compliment. If I would have said you're the you. Nicole Kidman, you'd be like this, you know, oh, feckless. Ma. N- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Powerful heart. <laughs> uh, joining us right now, Craig Shoemaker, uh, the love master, is here right now. He's at the improv tonight and tomorrow. How'd last night go? Good? It was really good. Yeah, a little standing O. Not, oh, just a little Whoa. standing O. No big just deal. No big just deal. a Thursday just night a one. standing O. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's all. They were getting up to leave. Uh, you brought your... Uh, your uh, <laughs> Still count it. It's still, yeah, I count it. <laughs> feature uh, act uh, with Johnny LaQuesta. John. Yes. Morning, everybody. How are you, John? Morning. John, where are you from originally? I grew up in Pennsylvania also, um, east coast uh, of Pennsylvania, like Le- Lehigh Valley, went to college in Philadelphia. Leave that uh, out. Allentown guy. Leave, leave that yeah. out around here, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> could have gone with Pennsylvania and everybody would have come it, to the show. It's all the same. We're the same as Ohio. It is not the same. Dude, that even made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know this area. You don't want to mess with that. <laughs> It no. is weird. There's a weird uh, thing that happens in this state, but uh, I, I don't disagree. The thing, like the Allentown side, does get a little Jersey, like the Philly Jersey oh, sure. thing. You know what I mean? A lot of Buka shell necklaces, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where we have the Ohio influence, you guys have like the, the Jersey New York influence. Very true. Yeah. You know? No, no, you can't say New York though. No, why? No, because we don't like New York. Right. right. Yeah. Well, that's. I, I think you hate Philadelphia more uh, more than we hate you. We hate. We, our hate is for New York. Well, but that's because it's like I always say the Penn State Pitt rivalry. It's like Penn State does not even care. It's not a rivalry to them, <laughs> right. but it is to Pitt. Exactly. And so for the Pitt Philadelphia thing, the sheer magnitude of the city of Philadelphia, you know, versus the size of uh, of Pittsburgh. Except in hockey, one exception. Yeah, hockey. Yeah. There's Philly Flyer fans hate Penguin fans. Right. Yeah, they do. Other than that, yeah. as a city in, toward, in recent, terms of though. civic pride. Huh? That's recent. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, they didn't the Super even Bowl parade, they, there was a, somebody holding a sign 90s. that said, Sidney Crosby's still a bitch. I'm like, <laughs> this isn't even the same sport. <laughs> to be fair, Philly hates everybody equally for the most part. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> Eagle fans, I was so happy they won the Super Bowl. But then then you see people like just jumping off of streetlights. So we deserve everything we get as far as Philly fans. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm, I'm even afraid to say I'm from Philadelphia around here, especially with the intimidation factor of the Steelers. You right. know, I can't. You know, like the, we won. I know, but that's like you know Billy Ray Cyrus going up to Mick Jagger and going, "Hey, I'm a singer too." Well, we get it. You are, you know, this is the football. Are now. you saying this year's Super Bowl is our achy breaky heart? That's yes, our sir. one hit. <laughs> I'm hoping it's wow. not. I'm oh. hoping it's not our mullet. It's a couple of Pennsylvania guys at the Improv this weekend hanging with us. Val's got a news update for us right now. Val, what's kicking over Here's there? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. 11. It's 26 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Joe Biden will be in Pittsburgh today to honor Dan Rooney. 
The former vice president scheduled to speak at Duquesne University at 1 p.m. as part of a day-long symposium titled Slaint, celebrating the life and legacy of Dan Rooney. Isn't it Slantia? Could be. Slantia. Slantia. Cheers in Gaelic. Slaint. That was, that was good Pittsburgh. Other speakers at the event include Coach Mike Slaint. Tomlin, NFL Today analyst and former Steelers coach Bill Cower, and former CIA and NSA Director General Michael V. Hayden. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgher uh, extraordinaire, uh, General Hayden, who was yes. like in charge of everything. NSA, NSA CIA, CIA. CIA. Yeah, he's a big shot. Rooney That's is, how you get a street named after you, by the way. That's right. That guy's got a street named after him for good reason. Rooney is an alumnus of Duquesne. He died in April of last year. He served as the ambassador to Ireland for three years. That event will be live streamed on the school's website. When we interviewed Joe Biden last year before the election, he talked about his relationship with the Rooneys. Both my boys, little boys, almost four and almost five, had footballs on their chests smiling from signed by the steel curtain mr rooney gave gave rocky blyer his plane and they flew to wilmington wow to give my boys give my boys um those footballs and didn't no publicity stayed with them for about an hour and left i wasn't even there so i love the pittsburgh steelers yeah scranton joe there uh, tearing up because that was after the the tragic ass accident where he lost his wife mm-hmm. did he lose one of his children in that yeah. too yeah and uh, telling the story of how Mr. Rooney flew Rocky Blyer over there to and uh, Franco to give him the, the, the football. That's, That's pre- awesome. Pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. He's choking up in the middle of it. He's the yeah. real deal, Joe Biden. He does look like uh, the the puppet from... Uh, uh, Walter. Yeah, he looks from, like Walter. From Jeff Dunham and Walter. <laughs> yeah, he looks yeah. like Jeff Dunham's puppet. It could, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also the same plugs. Yeah. <laughs> The same hair plugs that go into a ventriloquist doll. He was one of those guys that went with the first era of plugs when everyone got real excited about him. And Puppet then hair. It's like, oh. Yeah. But is Walter Brown. borderline racist like all Jeff Dunham's puppets? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, he's a he's an old stodgy. Oh, yeah. yeah, he can get away with anything. Bigot, yeah. I was thinking about doing that, like adding a puppet to my act. Why not? Whenever I feel like, you know, go, going over the edge. Because no one, no, you don't see anybody protesting, you know. Jeff Dunham's Walter, me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I've tried sitting on his lap. It hasn't worked so No, right? <laughs> <laughs> you could always do, you know, Brad Williams, you know, you could always try, try to cajole him into doing something. Well, actually, I'd convince my teenager. Just I have videos of me promoting Pittsburgh, which you can't say Pittsburgh as a ventriloquist. Try it. That's a tough one. Titsburg. <laughs> Titsburg here. Yeah, yeah, that's a but, tough uh, one. Yeah, so I had my son on my lap. I said, you want college money? Get on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> So I said, because ventriloquists make all the money. Yeah. Terry Fader, $40 million a year, and Dunham, crazy. $40 million a year. It's crazy. So you just add a dummy to the act. You know, I'm, I'm drawing, you know, 175 people last week. I love Otto and George came in. Uh, oh, my God. Came in. George came in. Wait, which one was the puppet? I'm getting confused. George know. was the puppet. All right. So he came in one morning. He was playing the funny bone way back in the day. Yeah. And he was like, he, he so did not want to be here. I mean, and that happens a lot of times. Does it? Uh, well, because people don't want to. You guys know. You don't want to get up early and go do you know, radio when you're staying up doing comedy the night before until three o'clock. You know, Especially some people if you don't know the people who you're I do. I, I look forward to this. You're good at it and, <laughs> lo- and love it. Some some guys don't. And I understand that, particularly yeah, because they like Bill was saying, they don't know where they're going. 
Sometimes you go into a radio show and they're getting Hi, Hi everybody, it's Friday. Friday. It's true, but but you know, yeah. you, you show up and you do it though. You know what happens? They give us a bad name, those comics. Well, because I'll go do radio shows and afterwards they'll look at me going, Wow, you were up this morning. I go, Yes, <laughs> this is what I do. You know, <laughs> right. Where I was just telling him they last always month. go, the last guy. <laughs> and I was just telling him last month, I'm at the point like some clubs are letting me headline, but they're not great. I got myself on radio for these two clubs. I'm not going to say where in the Midwest. That's how bad they are. Like they couldn't even get me on radio, and they're like, "Where are you at this weekend?" I'm like, "Does it matter? Because there's no no one's going to be there. Right? Not to promote. But you just do what you got to do." But uh, uh, Otto's like, uh, "Do I have to bring on the puppet?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Talk with your hand if you want. I don't really care because he's on radio. You know, it's like the whole Charlie McCarthy thing back in the day. Right? A ventriloquist on the radio. What's the point? Puppet." Yeah, they cares. do really well. It's the it's the illusion. Mm-hmm. They, you realize that they're they're <laughs> moving their lips, but they really could do full on lip movement if they wanted to. But I guess they don't because it has to do with the voice. Jay Johnstone on the TV show Soap. If you YouTube the best of uh, of Jay, and it, he was the guy that had Bob the puppet. Do you remember this at all? No, sure. But, oh my yeah. God! And Bert used to argue with the puppet. I used to think that was one of the funniest things in the world. Do you, do you remember Willie Tyler and Lester? Absolutely. Okay, Willie Tyler and Lester, uh, uh, a black dummy and a black person, uh-huh. you know, running the dummy. As my dad says, African. He tries to go African American, but he gets halfway there. Okay. <laughs> so, somehow more offensive. Yeah. yeah somehow it is. And is trying to be politically correct. <laughs> he's actually more offensive. I did a uh, a musical with him. About comedians, and, and it was so unbelievable. He was one of the leads, and I was, I, and the puppet. I am not kidding you. Had way more soul than he did. The puppet could sing, and he couldn't. It's like so he would do like he would do like a solo. And get, You're up next, and he, and he would do all. He was all timid with his regular voice. He would go, "All I want to be." You're somebody else, and then and, he would go, and then the dummy would come in. Oh, you somebody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, just the puppet the gets a deal. The, the puppy, the puppet gets a deal. <laughs> and he told me that he would sleep with women and only wanted to sleep with him and the puppet. <laughs> Take it over there, lady. Oh no way. <laughs> oh yeah. I got wood. I got wood. I mean, he said, he said, this, he said that the women would, they did no interest in him whatsoever. I've had it happen with the Love Master, by the way. Back. Oh, the really? Oh, yeah. They're not interested in Craig Shoemaker. They made you talk like the Love Master? Yeah. That's a little. I remember one time, I, you know, I, was, <laughs> I convinced her, you know, she comes up. I was, we're in the hotel, we're in the hotel, uh, sure. in the uh, elevator. I'm going to press 12, baby. Oh, I'm folding in half 12 right there, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had it going, you know, and she was, oh, yeah. And she was, oh, <laughs> and then I turned into Craig Shoemaker. I was done in a second. Right. <laughs> like, Sorry. Yeah. Well, because the, dis- you know, the disparity between Love Master and the real Craig Shoemaker, Big. I mean, you're, you're going to sound like Don Knotts immediately. <laughs> all right there, baby. That's all I got. <laughs> One bullet. <laughs> Uh, This year's St. Patrick's Day Parade here in Pittsburgh is dedicated to Dan Rooney. The parade is expected to draw 22,000 people. Starts at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll be there. Yep, we will be there on the Schultz Ford truck with Sean Casey and our uh, our winner, Matt. And uh, we'll all get to see the world's largest potato. 
Which will be oh, well, in thank the parade. God. You know, and they said we couldn't draw the big uh, big names of this parade. <laughs> that was in our inclusion rider. Oh. The big oh, it's got to be a lot so, of potatoes. That is classic Pittsburgh. All right sizes. I, I mean, can see, I can see, I can see the officiants, you know, like getting together for a big meeting, going, "Hey, I, I could get this potato. I can score this." No, big this potato. was a big score. This like was, they, oh yeah, they, it was. There were like five other cities competing. Yeah, this was to like what? trying to get Amazon to come here. The big Idaho potato <laughs> truck will haul the six-ton sculpture through the streets what? of Pittsburgh. Uh, the parade starts at Liberty Avenue and 11th Street and runs down Grant to the Boulevard of the Allies, then to Stanwyck Street. According to the Tribune Review, this year's parade will feature 22,000 participants, 200 marching units, floats, and groups representing ethnic heritage, according to yeah. organizers. Bezos is going to ha- have a hard time saying no to Pittsburgh for the new Amazon once he sees... We got the world's biggest potato in the parade. Hold and on, though. You said sculpture? Yes. This is not, not an actual not potato? potato. That's the only draw. It's a fake yeah. potato? What? Yeah. You, made, you made a big wire mesh thing and painted it, it brown? Yeah. No. I thought saying. it was going to be an actual potato. And I'm not a huge history buff, but is is the representation of a famine really a great thing to to bring on a parade? It's kind of a bummer. Oh, my God. I thought it would end up on a Parenti sandwich for the next 30 years. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, of course, the Feast of St. Patrick tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, celebrated around the world, which is a day in memory of one of the patron saints of Ireland, who was basically a Christian missionary. The cultural and religious celebration held on March 17th, the date of St. Patrick's death in 461. Uh, St. Patrick's Day to the Irish, not about drinking beer and partying. For those Catholics in Ireland, it's a family day that starts out with church in the morning to honor their patron saint and usually a a big parade in the afternoon. With a big potato. (laughs) (laughs) Not here. People get trashed. Oh, yeah. Drinking green beer. You know, and selfishly speaking, you know, I book these gigs and you just hope that you can, you know, there'll be enough people coming to the club. I am against how many things now. I've got I've got the the, the World CAA. Yeah. yeah, NCAA tournament. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day parade. We got the Rooney, we got the, uh, the Rooney celebration with Joe Biden. The big potato. The world's biggest just, potato just sculpture. <laughs> Not like, what else Irish. am I going to go up against? <laughs> yeah. And the drunk Irish. Yeah, exactly. And now we got p- people with green beer and they're drunk. That's okay. Is anybody here Irish, by the way? Anybody I here? am. Yeah, I, I mean, am. I'm I'm well, half Irish. Yeah. Part Irish. Yeah. Quite yeah. Irish. Yeah, same here. I got, I'm half Irish. He's half very Irish. Irish. I'm German Irish. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I just found out I'm 14% African for the 23 and me. So I guess I'm black Irish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call them black Irish. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was a shocker. Yeah. I don't look very black. No. But, I but, wouldn't say you did. Mm, no. 14%. I was hoping for more so I get my kids in 90 Negro College Fund. I was hoping for some of that. Imagine if somebody like me showed up there <laughs> grambling. <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, the Irish thing is, is very, very proud. Oh you yeah, know, my fab, that part of the family is very proud. But is yours? Does this happen with your part of the Irish family? Into the obituaries, like like my, my dive for the obituaries, like it's the sports page. Is anybody mm-hmm. else like that? Yeah. Oh yeah, my my mom and dad. Every time I call them, it is Death like report. it's like their yep. sports pages. Exactly now. right. Yeah. yeah, they read off the stats. Yeah. And my mother actually does like the genealogy to figure it out. She go, she'll say, "Did you know a short ridge? Didn't you go to a short school All with a short ridge?" Yeah. Well, his mother died. I think I remember a Jeff Shortridge came over one time for some cupcakes. <laughs> and she, she does this whole thing. It's like 100 years later. She's going through the Shortridge. And oh, I, yeah. the mother died. I think she suffered. 
And, oh, d- that's the other thing. Yeah, oh. my mom does seven degrees of Kevin Bacon to even Ex- justify telling me about this person dying, <laughs> exactly. and then has to make it as gruesome as possible. Oh, and it's almost an exciting topic of, yeah. of discussion. It's like when one, like when normal people, when one of your friends gets drunk and does something stupid, and you can't wait to talk to everybody right. else about that. That's how death is among mm-hmm. Irish people. Oh, good, someone died. We can have something to discuss over dinner. And, and, and how about the loving funerals? I hate oh, yeah. funerals. I hate the wake. It's like they're not awake, and they look natural. No, that's my grandfather. He looked natural if he had a lawnmower. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> the Irish no wake. It's right in the living room too. Oh, like you so know, they, in old they, school, they take it right to the house, and they debate whether to uh, open the casket. Oh yeah, but my uncle, he goes, you know, you close casket. I go, why? He's got to have a place to put your beer. Yeah, <laughs> while you're talking to people. Oh, no doubt about it. You have to pretend, you know, like you have to, you, I feel like a flight attendant. Each person that comes by, you have to have a new shtick. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for coming. You know, hey, good to see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> thank, mm-hmm. you yeah, exactly. thank you for grieving. Thank you for grieving. Thank you for grieving. Thank you for grieving with us. I always heard well, this growing now. up at funerals, too, is they, oh my God, they look so great. No, they don't. Oh. <laughs> they no. look very dead. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like a corpse. I don't know. The first time on. I had to go to one, my grandfather died, and my, my parents made me kiss. My grandfather in the it was like a thing everybody was doing. Oh. The Irish are weird. I'm like, why? Why do we have to do that? And I had to like kiss a corpse when I was How a kid. Oh. The most recent funeral I was at with my mom, she took a picture of the body and texted it to her brother. Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people like, post it on Facebook. He doesn't want oh that. My God. Why would you do that? My oh. dad tried to set me up at uh, uh, at a viewing that he was at. He was like, "Hey, look who's here." Her mom had just died. It was a girl I went to grade school with. He's like, "She's still looking pretty good. She's single." Snap the picture of her. Her her. Stop it. Her grandmother is lying in state behind her, <laughs> and she's like smiling. My dad's like, "Yeah, not Might bad." Might want to reach out. She's oh vulnerable God. right oh now. Oh my God! If you ever do that again, and here's how much uh, older folks they uh, they love uh, the deceased. My dad, his phone, uh, you can't leave a message. On his phone, the voicemail box is full. So I took it on Wednesday. I said, "Dude, give me that. I, I, right. I want to, you know, clean it." All out your him. kids are trying to leave you messages. Yeah. He goes, "Well, you can't do that." I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "Well, because that's all. Those are all my dead friends. <laughs> they left me messages, and I like to listen to my dead friends. There's some funny stuff on there, and I he's don't want to lose it." He's hoarding dead messages. Yeah, he just sits there. It's like Black Mirror. He just sits and wow. listens to all the dead oh, people, and to God. him, ah, they're still kind of alive. Oh, that is classic. I'm like, you, we got to get you more memory or something. I, me- I remember when I was a kid. Remember your first funeral? It, it was It's so devastating. Oh, yeah. It's traumatizing. But it's traumatizing. So I was so nervous and didn't know what to do. And I saw my cousin for the first time, and we're standing there looking at our great-grandmother you know, in the casket. And I'll never forget this. He had like a piece of spit like in, on his lip, and then we started laughing. You know, how you, when yeah, you're not supposed to laugh, you're not supposed and you to can't laugh, stop. and then it gets worse because yeah. then you see the person's shoulders shaking, and, you, and then, it, then they see yours shaking. He hocked a loogie <laughs> on our great grandmother. Oh. Like I saw the spit and I saw it fly. It was almost like slow motion. He goes, I made him laugh and he goes, Poof, like that. And I was like, <laughs> and it lands on her. And, and now we're really losing it. So now we're trying to block people. You know, it's, I'm trying to wipe while he's trying to block because yeah, there's other people that want to come up in prayer and offer their condolences. And I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to clean her up. Lean over the casket. Oh, you're really sobbing. Oh, do a quick I better give job. her a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> you wipe off too much makeup. Oh, God. Exactly. <laughs> now she's death becomes her. <laughs>
Forecast today, windy and cold mid-30s, uh, parade day, clouds and sun, a chance of <laughs> oh, yeah. rain or snow, and a high around 40. It's 26 at DVE. Yeah, it is the DVE morning show, and Craig Shoemaker hanging out with us here. He's at the Improv All Weekend Long. Bastard Bearded Irishman pouring live for you upstairs in the coffee house. That's still to come. The DVE Comedy Festival, which takes place June 29th at the Bayam Theater. Burt Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tiana, Brad, uh, Bill Crawford. Tickets went on sale yesterday at 9 a.m. There are less than 100 tickets left for that theater show by him theater uh so if you want them you better get on it now dve.com and that's going to sell out in less than 24 hours that was a hell of a uh, of a uh of a ticket lineup there. oh super fun lineup we're excited Bill, about save it. me a seat there portion of a proceeds <laughs> benefit it's about the warrior foundation once again get those tickets remaining at dv pursuit is off today he's up in uh rochester calling the uh robert morris hockey game there pens last night defeat the montreal canadians on the road 5-3 Kessel gets one. Hornquist with a couple. Uh, Malkin continues his torrid pace. He gets another one last night. Kessel drop pass in his own zone for Malkin. He'll skate into the puck and come up through the neutral zone. Malkin over the line to Crosby along the near wall. Crosby inside the left circle. Back to the point for Latang. He works his way to the center point for Malkin with a drive. He scores! Evgeny Malkin! A bullet from the right circle. It's a power play goal. And the Penguins are up 3-2. Well, uh, the first goal. If you're keeping score at home, first goal of the night, uh, Phil the Thrill gets that one, and the Broussard Kessel line really coming into their own. Here's Coach Sullivan talking about that. Speed, energy, puck pursuit. Um, you know he's uh, he's a disruptive player. You know he he disrupts breakouts for our opponents. He forces errant passes and. You know, and, and when he gets the puck, he's got decent hockey sense. He has the ability to make a play. He makes a great play in Phil's goal uh, on the two-on-one. Um, but that's mostly what he brings. Yeah, and uh, last night, Hornquist with the game winner. Two goals for uh, Horny, and the captain commented on how great he was last night. Yeah, he brings the same thing every night. And, you know, especially in those tight games, um, you know, he's a guy who seems to always kind of step up and, and make those big plays, and it's not always a goal, but uh, subtle plays and winning puck battles and fighting hard in front of the net. So, um, yeah, he's he's a big part of our team, and he showed it again tonight. Pens off till Tuesday. They'll take on the Islanders, currently tied with the Capitals. for first in the Metro Division with 87 points, though the Capitals have a couple in hand. A couple of what? I don't know. NCAA tournament action at PPG Paints Arena yesterday. Rhode Island beats Oklahoma 83-78 in OT. Duke defeats Iona 89-67. Number one seed Villanova defeating Radford 87-61. Alabama over Virginia Tech 86-83 elsewhere in the tourney. Loyola, Illinois upsets Miami 64-62. The 11th seed over a 6 there. They play number three Tennessee tomorrow. Buffalo, the big upset. Number four Arizona 89-68. Just an ass whooping of (laughs) uh, Sean Miller's team. They'll play number five Kentucky tomorrow. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Haas and Pepper Incorporated. Eight, uh, they beat uh, number thirteen mm-hmm. UNC Greensboro, sixty-eight, sixty-four. They'll play Ohio State tomorrow. Texas A&M has Providence today. Mountaineers got Murray State. Michigan State's got Bucknell. TCU at Syracuse. Jamie Dixon taking on his former Big East and ACC foe Jim Beheim there tomorrow. Villanova has Alabama. Duke at Rhode Island. Kansas. Seton Hall and uh, Michigan will take on Houston. NFL free agents still available. You know, a lot of the Steelers actually petitioning for Honey Badger. Tyron Matthew is out there, and Joe Hayden's like, I'm texting him. Come on, guys. Juju, Joe Hayden, Mike Mitchell, Cam Hayward, all petitioning to get him here. We would be 
suited well to get this guy in the secondary since we're letting go everybody. Juju's playing video games with Drake. Is he is he really recruiting or is he busy? He might be busy. How about when Drake was on the court? What game was that? The Raptors game or something like that? Yeah, well, that's where he's from Canada. That's his squad, Toronto. Yeah, I get it. But, like, there's, like, a game-winning play, and he's, like, talking smack into the guy's ear. And, like, I don't know. Pompiani tweeted about it. Pompiani was very upset about it, and so I agreed with Pomp on that one. Well, you have to. You can't get up. Like, Jack Nicholson is not allowed to, you know, get up and heckle a guy inbounding for the game-winning play. No, but he's 80 and he's on pills. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, before he used to, <laughs> when he was Jack. Did he used to actually get in yes. the ear and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, then I'll stop being upset about it. I mean, now it feels like racism. I'm annoyed. Well, look, I'm, an, I'm annoyed with any celebrity who's like, you know, a known fan who sits at the courtside every single game, like Spike Lee at the Knicks games or something. There's it's, a little bit of a look at me. Yeah. I just don't like rich people. Oh, no, you know what I mean? Or that. I go yeah. to the games, and there they are in the front. And they, they actually think that they're part of the game, like that they're, right. they're influencing oh, yeah. the game. They're an easy lot to hate. Those tickets are like ten grand and up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see that LeBron dunk last night? Yeah, I just saw it. It's absurd. He dunked on the whole team. Who'd you, who'd you guys lose this year, by the way? In, uh, in free agency? I mean, yeah. we uh, Steelers. Secondary is pretty much gone. Right now, and they're signed and they, with other teams, or are they still uh, not? Out there? Ne- no, they, they were just terrible. <laughs> William, Gay, William Gay's gone for sure. Yeah. William Gay's yeah. gone. Robert Golden is gone. Mike Mitchell's Mike Mitchell. going to be gone. Uh, so they're they're going to need to rebuild that. Plus, with the injury to Shazier, they need some help at inside linebacker. Although Lawrence Timmons, a former Steeler, now available, and like you said, Bill, hopefully he'll return to Pittsburgh and end his career throwing up here. Yes, he had one of the most violent vomits I have ever heard. Or seen, rather, in an NFL game. He vomited all over the end zone in that one game. Was it down in Miami? Miami, yeah. yeah. He wasn't used to the heat. No, he just started barfing everywhere. Do you ever work out so hard you throw up? No. Yes. I have, yeah. Yeah. It's. I went to a yoga class, and I was trying to meet girls because they said all the hot girls were there. And I, didn't, I was a beginner, you know. I, I actually mm-hmm. bought a mat and everything. I said, oh, boy, they are hot. And I go in there, and I put the mat out. And I didn't realize it was Bikram. You know, oh, Bikram oh, the hot yoga. yoga. The hot yoga. So I am literally, I'm not, I'm literally sweating. It's pouring off of me that it's making a sound as if there was a gutter that was overflowing. And I'm going, this is not going well for meeting ladies. So I'm going, and, I, and now I start, I don't know the rules of yoga, especially in LA. I'm going, can somebody open a window? You know, you don't say that in Bikram yoga because <laughs> no. the whole point is right. they close the windows and they Keep make it hot. A, yeah, very, very hot. So now they're all like annoyed with me. They're sh- they're shushing me. I'm going, come on! I just I just want a number here. Somebody, somebody. I'm po- I, and then all of a sudden I vomited, and and that was it. I I got no dates. That's a weird that shavasana pose right there. Yeah. <laughs> I find comics are not very good uh, at doing yoga because they're too self aware of like what's right. happening, and it's like just looking for the bit look, the whole time. Yeah, because yeah, it's just too. Just healthy behaviors in general. <laughs> well, we're, all, we're always thinking of bits, too. Like, downward dog. I wish I could lick myself while I'm down here. You know I mean? It's just like, it's like how you think. I or you imagine you're being heckled while you're doing it, and that prevents you from doing it ever again. Someone's going to oh, laugh yeah. at me oh, if anybody yeah. finds out about this. 
Uh, we're, all, we're all about laugh with us, but not at us, because that's how we got into comedy is laughing at us. <laughs> right. You know, we're all humiliated. That's what broke us. Oh, I was like a wedgie waiting to happen in high school. <laughs> I was just walking around backwards. Go ahead. Get, so one guy put me up on a, he literally put me on a locker by my underwear. He said, yeah. look, it's my art project, wind chimes. <laughs> Bang your legs together. There you go. Chime, Craig. Chime. My, my debut in sports was uh, at the most humiliating day of my life. I was uh, 5'1 in high school, by the way. I was, what? I was, I was the last one to hit puberty. Wow. Which is a nightmare in high school because you wanted hair down there. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going through the gym showers. The other guys, they're already mature. They're lathering up their Armenian fro down there. And I'm, I'm in there. I have a panel and a wall switch. And it was horrible. I had a little high voice. So I'd be on the sidelines just dreaming about getting into the game. I mean, I just wanted my uniform to be dirty, bring it home to my mom and be proud of myself. And one day I got into the game. I snuck in. I, I the guy goes, I need a. a we were beating Lower Marion thirty-seven to nothing. He's, I need a cougar, and, and as a defensive back, mm -hmm. and something compelled me. I go, I'm a cougar. And he grabs me by the helmet. He goes, What's your name? I said, Shoemaker, and I'm a cougar, and I'm ready. <laughs> so, and, and then I was so skinny. My pads were all the way out here, and my shoulders ended here. I look like a crucifix as I'm running onto the field, <laughs> trying to pull out my chin strap that I never needed before. And I lined up against the guy. Thank God my little league coach was in the huddle. Uh, and I go, he goes, don't let the guy pass you. Mm -hmm. We had our first shutout in 10 years. And I went right up on him. He's like six seven, And I, and I go up and hut by me like a flash. And I'm trying to catch him. The pads are weighing me down. I'm a newborn fawn out of the womb. Trying to catch, I'm rooting with athleticism. And now I'm looking out of the ear hole of my helmet. And, uh, and, and the ball goes over my head. I, my pinky nicked his ankle. He galloped off to a 62-yard touchdown. Yeah. I lay there in the mud. I go, I got my wish. I got my uniform dirty, and everyone knew my name after that. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Shoemaker, the Cougar. When we come back, more with Craig. Bastard, bearded Irishman in the Coffeehouse TV. Responsibly. Yeah. It's the DVE Morning Show. Craig Shoemaker's with us. He's at the Improv this weekend. 412-462-5233. Improv.com. Get your tickets to see the Love Master, and uh, you know the he's Love one. Of, he's one of a kind. You've been around a long time. Your yeah. credits. If if I opened up your IMDb file right now, it would like uh, flap out oh, like Gene Simmons' tongue. <laughs> this is, there are quite a few odd ones on there. You have done a lot of sitcom work that I think is cool. But uh, have you ever been able to do like a serious role? Yeah, a bunch of them. One of my first roles was on FBI: The Untold Stories. I played a kidnapper. You were a kidnapper? Yeah. And I was like, get in a box. I put her in a box. It was like a real story. I liked it because I got to, you know, vent, you know, not be funny boy. Right. You had to be I the could, bad guy. Yeah, it'd be a bad guy. And I was like, you know, this is Robert Mackle. I'm, uh, I want you to send me the money. It's <laughs> like, it's, 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 I actually would prefer to play those parts. Oh, wait a minute. I'm in a movie right now that's. Uh, what? Uh, oh, it's very popular on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It's called Middleman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, have your so callers good. call in if they see it. Isn't it yeah. good? Yeah. Oh, is, my it, God. It's unbelievably good. It's, Who's and it's in Middleman? Highly rated. A guy I was on Parks and Recreation with. Um, Jim O'Hare. Jim O'Hare plays Jerry on Parks oh, and Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a oh, bandit? He's Yeah, I'm a bandit. He is brilliant in this movie. Also, it, Josh McDermott. Yeah, Josh McDermott. Yep. Yeah. It is, it's It's... It's the darkest comedy you've ever seen in your life. It's so dark, and it's really, really good. 
called Middleman on Netflix. I remember you invited me to the premiere, and I was like, all right, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Obviously, you're in it. I like Jim. I'm friends with Josh for a decade now through stand-up, and I watched the movie. Like, my jaw was open at the end. I was like, that was the most brilliant, craziest, weirdest movie I've ever seen, and I totally understand. And they made it on a budget of, what, 150 grand or something crazy? No, a little over that. A little over that, but still super low budget. You know, everyone on, on this, they were all working for just getting, you know, to make the movie, and it was phenomenal. So yeah. All of the reviews are like 8 and 9 out of 10 yeah, stars yeah. on it's, this. It, the, the, the cast, I actually wow. watched it going, what am I doing in this? How many parks? That's how good the cast is. How many Parks and Rec episodes did you do? I just did two. That, after, after I did my rant about Philadelphia in front of Andy yeah. Poehler, that was the end of <laughs> me. Got I, I wasn't back for season seven, but yeah. yeah Fresh I, Prince of Bel-Air? Oh yeah! No I, way! I not only was I on Fresh Prince, it was, a, it was a quote very special episode of what? Fresh Prince. No. I'll one? describe it. You might remember it. I will because it was a special episode. I've seen them all. He really? Oh He God. gets drunk because he goes into a drinking game to get Tyra Banks's attention, and he goes against a college guy, and they're doing shots together, and he ends up dying in a graveyard. And I'm the boxer that leads him through into the grave. Of which Robin Quivers from the Howard Stern Show is her acting debut. No way, she's in it as well. So it was a very special wow. episode. I they do treated her that. so much different than me. <laughs> uh, you also did Night Court. No way. One of my favorite all-time shows. I can't believe this. What What are you doing? You pulled out all my old resume. Yes. And you were in the Bold and Beautiful, the soap opera. I, I was a recurring character. He a, was bold. I played him. <laughs> or bald. Yeah. Whatever. Bald and beautiful. I uh, I played a porn producer in that one, and they let me write my own lines. It was pretty cool. Just like in porn. Well, I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. You know, I'm the love master, and that's why mm-hmm. they had me in. By the way, I was, last time I was in Pittsburgh, it's really funny because I don't look like a love master, and anybody that doesn't know who I am, you know, go. So this girl yells out of her car. I was walking in that mall, mm-hmm. and she yells out of her car, and this couple was walking across the street, and she goes, "You were great last night, love master." <laughs> and these two people are going, "Oh my god, this girl's like 19, and she's yelling, you were great last night, Thank love you. master." Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll be just doing it them, again tonight. I just, I just or... let them th- yeah. <laughs> see you again tonight. Yeah, <laughs> two I, sessions. I just let them think that. Bold and the beautiful, though. They said, "Yeah, just you're a porn producer." And I, I said, uh, "You can't go that far, though, on these soaps." Yeah. Daytime TV. So I said, one of my lines was, hey, all right, you're selling her a mattress. Just remember two things, firm and firm. And that was my big, uh, bold and beautiful uh, <laughs> You were on uh, the Marsha Warfield era of Night Court. Oh, the best <laughs> era. Stop. Which the is a good one. No, because it's a Marky Post era. That's why. Yeah. The best, the best credit for me, though, was when I did Matlock. That was the best. How about that? You did Except Matlock. I, I got to meet. I did it a couple times. Am I listed as twice? That was a recurring character. There's two uh, Matlocks. Bloodlines. and Cookie. And the, the cookie one. Uh, she, the Fixer Upper. Oh, no. That's Murder, She Wrote. You're on Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> Which wow. is, please. He's on Roseanne. There is Dude, nobody driving right now going, I got to go see the guy who's in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey. Let's come up with some current credits. Look, or do Roseanne, I have any? No, you do, Middle but man is great. it's fun to be nostalgic. You yeah. have all of these new credits. I and mean, Roseanne's Scre- coming back. Yeah. yeah, I think all these shows are going to come back. Scream Two, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, you were. No, I, was, I, I, was, I played the college professor in that one. You've done a lot of stuff like yeah. through the years, and you've done a, a, plenty of things that are recent. But it is very fun for me to look back and see you. Uh, your the your Matlock, though, for, I got to uh, Matlock. Hang, I, I hung out with my two idols, Andy and Don Knotts, was on that show. No kidding. Yeah, and we were like. Oh, he brought him back to do a little like. Uh, oh yeah, he would do a little thing like yeah. he wears a little hat and everything. And uh, by the way, his his uh, daughter called me up and she says she found me. She goes, "I want you to be in my book. It's called Tied Up in Knots." 
and she's you were my father's favorite comedian. No way. Yeah, he and he, the first time I ever met him, they posed us next to each other on Entertainment Tonight. I just done um, uh, comic relief, and he was mm-hmm. backstage. Turned to Steve Allen. And here I am doing him live. He's looking on the monitor. He turns to Steve. He goes, he does me pretty good. <laughs> and then, uh, so then they pose us next to each other. They like, took me in this other room. I had a press conference. All of a sudden, he walks next to me. And I never met him before. And, and, he's, and, and I'm doing the old Barney going, all right, nip it in the butt, Andy. And he's going, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, you do me better than me. Oh, my God, the face. Is Pleasantville listed on there? Is it on my Oh, credits? you were in that? I didn't. Oh, no, it's uh, it. I didn't see it, but yeah. Pleasantville's sure a great on. movie. Gra- I love that. Flick. I was the narrator in that, but I also replaced Don Knotts' voice for half of the movie. He really? plays a TV repairman, and he was, you know, he was he was he's sick. sick. Yeah. So they said you you do his voice. So about most of the movies, like he circles the apple in the telestrator. That's actually my voice going. Boom! What do you call that right there, bud? They're forbidden fruit here in Pleasantville. I'm the TV repairman. No and way. He's like older at the time, wow. so I had to do him as an older guy. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's Craig's uh, uh, IMD profile. IMDb profile is ridiculous. Your credits are yeah, uh, TV credits. Too many to mention. But it means nothing. Do you know what these residual checks are? I am not exaggerating. I could not buy a bottle of ketchup from, from <laughs> well, Bill all, and, the, all the results, uh, all the uh, the residuals. Bill not, and I got to do an episode, two episodes of Sullivan and Son, and the, right. uh, the first checks we got, yeah. I was like, dude. I was like, wait a minute. Like, the first rerun checks were like a few hundred bucks. I'm like, this is really nice. Oh, he's going to keep piling yeah, in. Yeah, right. This mailbox puppy out. Very and quickly then, like, after. A month later. 12 cents. <laughs> fell off a cliff. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It becomes so bad. They have a restaurant. I don't know if you heard about it in uh-uh. LA where you bring your check in and they give you a free drink and the drink is worth more than the check. Oh, that's good. So then they a... post the checks on the wall. Oh, that's. It's, that's they're all wallpaper funny. with people's checks. That is funny. That's great. Because uh, it's like 12 cents and stuff like right. that. It's embarrassing to take that to the Ex- bank. Exactly. Just, All right. We're gonna I'm do not it. like Mike Matlock doesn't come up on TV. Dad, dad. <laughs> you can get that new wing of the house now, dad. <laughs> not Ma- happening. Matlock. That is so hilarious that you did Matlock. Those are comedy legends, though. Those are icons. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm hanging out with Andy and, you know, he. he, he Andy Griffith didn't carry a gun. That's true. Didn't carry a gun as the sheriff. Imagine what a pansy people would think he is now. <laughs> Andy Griff is a snowflake. Yay, snowflake. <laughs> That's classic. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back uh, more with Greg Shoemaker. He's at the Improv this weekend, and Val has news next. Yeah, we'll do a little more Irish stuff. Our apologies. Uh, we went offline there for a little bit. I'm sure it had nothing to do with our company's <laughs> announcing bankruptcy yesterday. Okay. Do you remember Willie Tyler and Lester? Absolutely. Okay, Willie Tyler and Lester, uh, uh, a black dummy and a black person, uh-huh. you know, running the dummy. As my dad says, African. He tries to go African American, but he gets halfway there. Okay. <laughs> so, somehow more offensive. Yeah, yeah it, somehow it is. And his trying to be politically correct, he's actually more offensive. I did a, uh, a musical with him about comedians, and, and it was so unbelievable. He was one of the leads, and I was. I, and the puppet, I am not kidding you, had way more soul than he did. The puppet could sing and he couldn't. It's like so he would do like he would do like a solo. You're up next. And he, and he would do all he was all timid with his regular voice. He would go, All I wanna be is somebody else. And then and he would go, and then the dummy would come in, Oh, you son! 
The puppet gets a deal. Brandy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Craig Shoemaker hanging out with us this morning. He's at the Improv all weekend long. Well, tonight and tomorrow, anyways. 412-462-5233. Improv.com to get tickets. And uh, Val's got a, a news update, but uh, I do want to make sure we... We talked to Craig here because uh, we're going to go to the Bastard Bearded Irishman here very shortly. They're playing at the Rex Theater tomorrow night, part of the big St. Paddy's Day celebration. Did you uh, did you have a big one in Philadelphia? Was there a big St. Paddy's Day parade growing up? Huge, yeah, yeah. It's it's big in a lot of Irish in Philadelphia. Yeah, and then did they today, St. Patrick. More. What's that? Did they boo St. Patrick <laughs> and they bombed them with snowballs? <laughs> I know you were. Uh, did they do that around here? Snowballs? Uh, oh yeah, hitting cars with snowballs. That was All our big time. Thing, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And we used to. Yell, uh, we used to try to see who they were because we didn't want them to stop and come and, mm-hmm. and get us. <laughs> so we'd yell, our big thing was, teenager! And then you put the, you put the snowballs away. <laughs> the, snow, the teenagers will come and they'll hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Like old people, just walk right up to the car, <laughs> <laughs> pound them with the snowballs. Somebody would get out and one of my buddies would go, we got a hero! And then everybody would just start <laughs> singing. We got a hero. And then a hero came along! And then we'd just be bombing him with snowballs. That is hilarious. Now that I'm an adult, I think about that. Like, if somebody hit my car with a with a snowball, oh, I know. I'd be like, I'd just laugh it off and keep driving. I wouldn't get out and chase Whoa. somebody. Oh no, I thought you were the opposite. Yeah. I, no, I would. I would I, literally. Oh, are you dying to do that? Oh, I'm dying <laughs> to get hit. By, that's why I can't live stand living in L.A. I'm not going to get hit by one snowball or have anybody jump my bumper. No, no, no hopping. Oh, I just, yeah. would I love you, you would have been until yeah. I got car. around. Yeah. I, I could go literally miles. Oh, I, to, I tell people that all the time because Erie, I grew up in Erie and it was just, you know, covered in snow for three months. Yeah. And you could hop all around the side the side roads. So if you needed to go two blocks, it was pretty easy to just like whoop, jump on the back of somebody's Pinto and whoop, go across. And then you just hope for no big potholes to take your ankle out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. But it was great. It was like snow. It was like uh, water ski. It, yeah, it was the <laughs> funnest, most dangerous, unbelievably dangerous thing but I used to damn do. Damn car manufacturers! They got rid of bumpers. Remember, you used to have like great oh, bumpers. Yeah. You could go upper or lower. Oh, oh it was, yeah. it was, Volkswagen Beetles were great. The UPS trucks had the grate, and so they were easy. You could put, you could actually hold the side of the grate with your right hand, <laughs> and then underneath with your left, and like your chuck of boots. We like you know firmly get to get the stance. Uh, we were pros at that, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you used to put uh, bread, bread, uh, those uh, bread bags. Yeah. Bread bags. That was your your protection. Insulation. That but was like your, that your grown boots. man yeah. yell. Like if they if they spotted you, like hey. Oh yeah. I, that used to. <laughs> I mean, give me a heart attack. <laughs> hey, I'd be curled up in the alley. Like oh my god. Three that, days later. You give, but you imagine like we're talking about these things like. You can't even mention this type of thing, like in my house. I can't even describe oh, your these wife things. Would, uh. Oh yeah, because now they are—they're all tucked in like an astronaut in the back seat. <laughs> my mom—I'm not kidding you. Yeah. When we're, she had a Volkswagen Beetle, has an engine in the back and a small sure. trunk in the front. She, we're going to the drive-in movie theater, and they count by the head. Five miles short of the theater, she goes, Craig, get in the trunk. Oh, yeah. I'm in the trunk of the car trying to be quiet. I'm like, Anne Frank in an attic listening for Nazis. <laughs> too soon on that one. Anyway, so, uh, and I hear her pull up, and I'm talking to her through the speaker. You know, there's a speaker yeah. right there. I'm like, hey, are we almost there? She goes, quiet, we're there. And then she goes, the guy goes, how many? She goes, well, there's me, my daughter. And I said out of the speaker, how about your son in the trunk? <laughs> Jeez, I never saw the movie. <laughs> in the trunk the entire movie. My dad would do Punch that me. for, for uh, hotels or motels, and we would drive to Florida for a vacation. 
and there's six kids. Not the whole he, way in the truck. No. <laughs> what he would do is when you got to the hotel or motel, he would make you hide. Like two of us had to hide in the back, like and keep our head down when he was checking in because it was it cost more per person in each room. And he would put all six kids in a room with two double beds, and the other right. uh, other two had to be on the floor. Oh. Right. Yeah, and, I love. And so, and then my parents would be in the room next, right next to us. And so he would. Because if you put six people in a room, they're going to be like, no, you, we're going to charge you for yeah. two rooms. Yeah, exactly. So he was not about to have that. So I slept on Chase lounges uh, a lot back then. <laughs> you go out to the, the pool. Kind? No, you go out to the pool and grab oh, one of them yeah. and bring it into the room and put your sleeping bag in. I mean, the, the kind where there's always like a couple strands that oh, are yeah. blown out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The things, the things that we did, though, that it's just amazing to me how different it is now. It's like we're raising veal. I, you know, with these kids. I, Helicopter I, parenting. I came in the oh, back yeah. of, oh, don't, uh, L.A., it's the worst. But I came back from Florida one time to California, Pennsylvania. Yeah. All, in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. All the way back from Florida. Yeah. In the back of a pickup. I'll never forget this. Then we go through a blizzard. And then um, <laughs> my friend, actually, he's still here. He's in Butler, but Glenn Farrell. He goes, remember the thing, we were real homophobic back in the college, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He goes, I was shivering, going through Ohio and everything. He goes, look, I'm not a mo, but hold me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to qualify, I'm not a mo. <laughs> that was a nice, soft, yeah. bigoted way to say it. When you just said mo, so it we was li- just soft we literally, we literally cuddled. Like like uh, f- like fetuses like crawled up. <laughs> we we cuddled together uh, all through Ohio. Uh, we did not care at that point. We we're so cold. I, I I thought I had frostbite. The things that we oh, survived. No, yeah, you, I, well, yeah. I remember as a kid, we used to take family trips to Hershey Park, right, in a big station wagon. And on mm-hmm. the way back, they would let my brother and I, my parents, sleep in the back of the station wagon. Yeah. No seatbelt. Like no. we were just human slingshots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when you get up, you make fun of the guy in back of you. Try to get him to give you the finger. You, know, you look out of the back <laughs> oh, yeah. door. Right, yeah. and you're trying to do faces, yeah. and the guy gives you the finger like victory. Oh yeah, <laughs> some of those station wagons had the way back seat that faced the other way. That yeah, that's what I mean. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. And you would just wave at the people. You, you didn't, they didn't want to make eye contact. Oh yeah, eye contact with you. But everybody, I, I'm in L.A. Everybody's got like disorders. They have restless leg syndrome. Where was this when I was growing up trying to get out of a test? I could fake this easy. Oh, what's going on, teacher? I got a restless leg. I forgot my pills. What's the, what the hell's next? Permanent eyebrow raise. Look, I'm permanently surprised. I, it, it's driving me. And how about ADD? All right. Well, I, like ADD, I knew so many people that had ADD, but I also know people who were medicated too much for it when they were young, and now they have ADD. It was it was called hyperactive. I was so hyper, I used to sleepwalk and wet my sister's bed. But nobody gave me <laughs> drugs for it. They just turned me around, piss in your own bed. That's how you learn. That's how you learn back then, right? But like ADD, isn't that the people like that when they found cocaine as adults, it just didn't do anything to them? Like when it they made had them focus the hyper. Like if you were super yeah. hyper, you're a hyper person. You're just, you calm down. You'd just be like, yeah, you snort coke and be like, I don't know why you guys love this so much. It's not doing anything to me. <laughs> and then you come to find out, oh. It's because you're super hyper. Oh, maybe that was my problem. That was that was why you love. <laughs> and I kept so doing it, going. I need more. I need more. There's something. I'm like, I'm like Scarface. Uh, I mean, what was the Los Angeles? Like? When you you went out there. What like late eighties? What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, very. So late I can't yeah, imagine wow. what the social scene was like in terms of drugs. I can't believe you said that. I just told this story that I've never told this before. <laughs> you're gonna hear first. I I moved out there. I actually thought from movies that you do coke on the tables. 
So I got invited to this big club called Vertigo. You know, I was like the yeah. VIP and everything. I go past everybody, the velvet rope. And I you knew I hung out with the owner and everything. And I said to my friend, I go, come on, man, let's go. Let's go on the tables. Let's bring out the blow. Right. <laughs> so, oh they go, no, 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 don't do that. And I said, okay. So we went in the bathroom in the stall. And then <laughs> we're in the stall. All of a sudden, <laughs> the guy busts in with the headset and everything. You guys are out of here. And so literally, that was my debut in L.A. He took me by the scruff of my neck like it's yeah. Lyndon Johnson with one of his beagles. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, takes me. And they kicked me into the street with, the, with their foot right past all the people I had arrogantly gone by and said, oh, it, past the velvet rope here. Yeah. Boom. I'm out there. So that was my debut. Welcome in, to Los Angeles. Welcome learn, to Learn LA. how to do coke better. But a, ADD, it's like, who doesn't have what normal kid pays attention? Have you ever, right. have you ever heard a kid go, I hear every single word say, I'm looking right in the eye. What would you like me to do? I have an attention surplus. I'm going to rewire our home. <laughs> an attention surplus. <laughs> it's a surplus. If you have a, a if, right? That would oh, be the no opposite. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. Everybody has it. Surplus. Don't you think? Everybody yes. has it. It's no, just I agree degrees. with you. I think that uh, there are people who, I don't think you should medicate a kid for it, it uh, like so much. I, I guess I don't know. I don't have kids. But I think there are people who don't grow out of that being a kid, and they still have the attention span of a gnat. Right. So I think everybody has it to a certain extent. But some people, like I remember driving past my, my buddy's uh, younger brother. He was waiting for the bus and eating a piece of pizza in a rainstorm. And I was like, not flinching. I was like, there's something wrong with him. Like, he needs medication of some sort. He's He can't focus. Yeah. What do you mean he can't focus? That's focused. You can eat the pizza in the rain. Well, yeah. I think that's genius. That way. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful mind, <laughs> if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> he might have cracked Da Vinci's code there. Yeah, he might. that, that might have been some, some Matrix type of stuff. That's where the he opposite. It. We're yeah. the ones that need the medication because yeah. we're running. For, as a matter of fact, they, uh, I got yelled at yesterday. I said, Four. where was my car? They said, well, the comedians walk. I said, it's freezing. And of course, it's like, oh, we're here in California too long. No, it's cold. No, no it's yeah. cold. It has been cold this week. Okay, yeah. thank you. Can you call the improv and tell them to put, <laughs> send a car for me this time? <laughs> oh, they're so good about it. I feel like usually. I'm a wuss. Yeah. Matt, I go back to I go back to Philadelphia though. They rip on me for anything. If I eat a vegetable, to, look at Joe California <laughs> eating a vegetable. <laughs> hey Joe California, have some scrapple, would you? <laughs> you need some scrapple. Put hair on your chest. Yeah, thanks for the health tips, there, Sasquatch. <laughs> you ever have scrapple? Oh yeah, my my uncle used to make it a lot. Oh. You know, when you think about it, I don't trust any with the word crap sitting right in the middle of the word. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, it's one vowel away from scrap pile. Yeah, and I figured true. out that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's leftover it's sausage after they make the sausage. It's all the you know the, oh. the hooves and stuff. And yeah, they just I sweep know. it and they put it into a mold. Sweep and it. Philadelphians <laughs> are like, put yeah, come on, there, put that'll right. do it for yeah. you there. It's the meat equivalent of wringing out the bar rag into a glass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and diners serve it on menus yeah. and oh my get God. money for it. Right. I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. Wait. That's comfort. It food gets for so me. crispy when you, I like a thinner yeah. slice. I don't. I like when you make them oh, too thick. I no, like a nice too thin. thin. Well, almost. then if it's too thick, you can actually see a full. Hoop. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if it gets too mushy, it if it gets too mushy inside, you're like, 
Touch a fingernail. Touch a fingernail. I remember one year I flew my girlfriend home for Thanksgiving. She grew up in Hawaii and lived in L.A. And she was a little too fancy for me, and I knew it. And I was like, here's a test. I took her out to a local diner, and I looked at Scrapple on the menu. She goes, what's that? I go, I'm going to get it for you. And she tried it, and she goes, oh, what, what is this exactly? And I told her, and she looked literally sick to her stomach. <laughs> and uh, we didn't last much longer. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a step below spam. It's below spam. Yeah, yeah it exactly. is sub-spam. Yeah, you've never had it, Val? Scrapple? No. Do they not have it here? In no, Western? they don't. Uh-uh. It's not in Western PA. No, no. I'll bring you some back. You get those nice, oh, I can't the, wait. the foil bricks that, of, yes. uh, of 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 uh, Scrapple. Oh, dude. Do they do pork roll around here? <laughs> no, and that's my favorite. Yeah, you fry the yeah. pork roll or fried bologna. I think well, I, sta- have, I stayed yeah, in a do, relationship in New Jersey. Oh, you do yeah. fried bologna? Yeah. You have to do the cuts, though, because it that. makes a big ball like a, a, a biodome. Uh-huh. Yeah. A pork roll, egg, and cheese, man. <laughs> right. One of the best sandwiches ever invented. I, oh, my yeah. God, See, is these it delicious. are the things I do miss, and I have a vegan wife. What's the ham called? Chip In the pork? Ham? No, pork roll, egg, and cheese. Oh. It's uh, something ham. Tape, something. It's, it's pork it? roll. It's the name of... Uh, it's like Taylor pork. Taylor roll. pork. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, see, I miss all this stuff, and, and, and here... You know, all the good foods. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll get it all weekend. Have, yeah, next to the improv now, they have a permani bro. Mm-hmm. Crush it. You can get a fish sandwich. It's Lent. Yeah, Permanis. they have a really good fish They sandwich. give away free ones. Well, you have to be here during the week, I think, and I to think, get another sandwich. Yeah, you have to, you have, to have... It's like your, a punch card. App, got, it, yeah. got a sandwich and then download the, the app. Oh, you don't have to prove you're Catholic or something? Yeah. <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to show <laughs> ashes on my forehead? No, or? just you have to make sure what they, if, you're, if you're not circumcised, you don't get one. No, you say, look at my knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Shoemaker at the Improv all weekend. Hey, man, it was great hanging with you. Thanks so much. Always great hanging John, it was here. nice to meet it. you. Thank have you a great weekend. Have a great week. 412-462-5233, improv.com. Follow me on Twitter, please. Uh, the Love Master on Twitter, Instagram. I'm Craig Shoe. I need more followers on there because my son is busting my agates over. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll tweet it out to everybody. Too. It. Craig Shoemaker upstairs right now in the Point Park University stage on the, the on the stage in the Permanis DVE coffee house. Bastard bearded Irishman, fellas, are you there? Good morning. Ah, oh, there they are. Morning. Are you drinking or are you actually being adult? What are you drinking? Shamrock shakes with. Uh, Jameson in it. Oh, Shamrock Shakes and Jameson. That's Beautiful. a nice touch. How did the uh, the train uh, cruise go? You were with the band Train uh, for a while. I saw you guys taking pictures with Lisa Loeb. Oh, man. She's a sweetie. She's I love her, but I would never have thought, you know, a bunch of clowns that, that you guys are would be hanging around you with us. No, she was in the mosh pit every night. Was she really? She, what, was she really complimented us many times on how fun we were. Oh, that's great. Yeah, really, She's really nice. Uh, well, you guys are like the most fun band to go and party with, and uh, I imagine being trapped with you guys on a ship for a while was a blast. It is. It yeah. is. Did you guys meet downtown Julie Brown? Downtown? No. What? Just what? Are, no other uh, no. VJs from the nineties. <laughs> Lisa Lowe wasn't just a VJ. I know. She had a career. She's the former Mrs. Dweezil Zappa, right? That's yeah, right. she was married to Dweezil for a while. We jammed with Robert Randolph. That I saw cool. that. You were oh, with man. Robert Randolph in the family band. That was amazing. crazy. Which song did you play with him? I So he yeah. asked us, like, he was trying to do a super jam, uh-huh. and he asked us what songs we might want to do, and I just was throwing out suggestions, and I was like, what about The Wait or something? And then the next day, I noticed it was on the set list, and it was like, what the... You influenced his set list. Yeah, nice. Right. So he put it on. He's the guy. He played the Rambles. Yeah. Like, with Levon. 
So it was on. He was like, so he's like, hey, bro, you, you got the weight, right? And I was like, <gasps> no. What? I mean, I'll Do sing the verse, yeah. maybe. Which so verse did you take? I sang the first one. All right. Luckily, yeah. And then we just threw it around to a bunch of other artists that were on there. Good Not deal. Awesome. It was really cool. Tomorrow night's the big show for you guys at the Rex Theater, the new CD, which is only going to be available at the show, and then you're going to do wide release in May, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And, uh, of course, Jimmy Bastard, Danny Rechtenwald, Dan Stoker, uh, Stalker, and uh, Ryan Warmbrot. Did I say Ryan's name right? Yep. No. Nope. <laughs> That's how I say it. <laughs> Warmbrot and Stoker, they're both long O's. Oh, they sound like a law firm, too. So Paul Dvortak <laughs> on uh, fiddle, Sean Paul Williams on bass. What are you guys going to play for us here? Uh, we're going to try the first song off the new album. What's it called? Um, uh, Salutations, Memoirs, and... Denouement. Denouement. SMD. <laughs> here they are, the bastard bearded Irishman. Take it away, fellas. Now that it's come out, we'll be the ones that shout steady on the way. We did for a friend, now we're back at it again For the ones lost to yesterday It's in our makeup, part of humanity We all wonder why A badge of pride, stand aside So we honor the lives of the ones who left behind Through virtuality, through trial we find the name 